0: So today is a good shepherd Sunday, and we are encouraged to share our vocation and the journey of our vocation. But it's also our first day when we start this spirit-filled life seminar. It starts from the mass and we continue on after the mass, after the cafe. And our theme today is God's unconditional love. So when I was reflecting on that, I became very overwhelmed. That seemed to be too much for me. Like there's so many things. But I think what I'll do is I'll try and share with you my journey and my vocations in the light of God's unconditional love for me. So It's very interesting that we heard in the second reading that right, think of the love that God the Father has lavished on us that by letting us be called God's children. And obviously in in a general way, we know that God loves us by first creating us, And then he provides us with everything that the creation can offer us, you know, the land, the water, everything that we have, animals, you know, vegetation, everything. So that's quite great, isn't it? And then he gave us family, parents, siblings, friends. And then not enough with that. And then we in a way kind of screw up, right? We gone <coughs> astray. And then he sent the Son to be with us and to lead us as a good shepherd. But, as we heard many times, and people say that, you know, we killed, the human race killed the Son of God. And yet, He died for us, so that we can be saved. And that is the greatest love that God gave us. And we know that, we know that in theory. But how does it play out for us individually? And that's what we want to get in into this theme of God's unconditional love for us, and how this, this spirit, we, we heard that, you know, that we are called even after we abandoned God and we killed the Son of God, God forgave us. Not only that, we as creation are not just creations, we are then raised up, our dignity is raised as children of God. That is how much God loves us, right? And so, yes, we know that in theory, but oftentimes our minds and our perceptions of God's love and who God is is quite clouded. I certainly had that wrong perceptions. Oftentimes we talk about how the impact of the love the Father has on each one of us. But mine was actually, I think, was impacted by my mother. My mother, don't let me know, my mother is a great woman. She's a great woman of faith. And but I somehow took it wrongly. And I I saw her as, as a s a disciplinarian that, you know. Your parents can give up a great impressions of who God is and she is like the mother of God. <laughs> like all my aunties would threaten me that your mother would be angry, right? And and she did get angry and I got really frightened and I got you know really disciplined in my own small when I was really small and that's how I perceived her and perhaps deep it down it's how I perceived God that God would be always angry with me with little things that I've done wrong. And it's a bit like God in the Old Testament, you know. Just angry all the time. But it's the same God, right? The God of New Testament and Old Testament where, you know, Israelites, they didn't obey Him and God got angry and this and that. How many times we heard that, right? So my mom was, was like <coughs> that, right? And in a way, I was kind of fed up with it. So when I was... In year 10, I was around 16 and I had my freedom. I started not going to church. And when I, uh, I had an argument with my mom, I thought, well, now I'm quite all right. I've got many friends, so I just ran away from home. But I ran away, right? didn't feel like, even though she actually kind of reprimanded me, I think that was the voice of the shepherd away in her. But I just didn't want to listen to her anymore. I just said, OK. Punish you by running away. And she had a really awful time, and I ran away for a month, right, from homes, And I just went from one trip to another. And uh, I came back finally, not because I, I was fully repented, but because I didn't have enough money to celebrate my 17th birthday. <laughs> boy, oh boy, but you know, they really celebrated my birthday I see, I was a lost sheep. I really celebrate my birthday night to all my mates. So come on, you know, we'll have a party. So that was my, the start of the, the beginning of my, I guess, feeling I guess with my parents, relationship with that, and how I see God changing, because my mom had a different face on me when, I, when that happened. But going <coughs> through that, I... I didn't go to church, so I didn't know what the good news is like uh, Depending on myself, I was a clever man, uh, finished high school in Australia, and did a degree in aeronautical engineering, master degree and all that, but I was really far away from the church. But one time, I met this priest in Melbourne, and I thought he was a fucking officer. <laughs> and, but he was very gentle, that I thought, you know, I talk to him like a friend, and not long until I actually sat with him and I start to confess to, to him all the nasty things that I've done for the last eight years, I haven't been to church, I haven't been to Mass, and I just did many sinful things, and he just listened to me, and accepted me as I am, as I'm saying, I'm a bad person this and and he just correct me, you're not a bad person, you've just done some bad things, but you are loved by God and you are a good person, you're made for good, very, very good as we know from Genesis, so for some reason, I I believe that, and he he invited me to serve in the church, I felt like I was accepted as I am, and I think that was another voice of the Good Shepherd coming into me. Letting me know that I'm loved as I am, that I don't have to like you know, I can leave behind because I went to confessions. One was not enough, another hour was not enough, because another hour, another week is not enough until finally after uh, so many times said, David, I forgive all your sins. You don't have to come back so again. Come back. To that. Because every time I went home I remember again. I confessed it. I have to confess this, I have to confess that. So the good shepherd is the one that, that speaks softly in our hearts as well, and that's, that's what happened to me. And I heard that, and it's it's like um, it's something that that frees me from from the anxiety and the worry that I have to um, I have to make it right right here right now. That um, he assures me that it is a journey. Just like the shepherd, is taking us on a journey. The whole Christian and following of Jesus, you know, to the cross is a journey, and there will be ups and downs. And still, I remember when I got ordained um, almost two years ago, and and I reflect on what would be a my motto. And when I open the Bible, it opens to Luke 14 when. Was a parable of the lost sheep, and the shepherd says, "You know, rejoice with me because I have found that lost sheep." So my motto is that a lost sheep becoming a shepherd, right, and I think that is what God wants us. You know, we are all in some ways a lost sheep, right? There's more rejoicing in the heaven when one repents and comes back. Other than 99 who do not rejoice, uh, who do not repent. So I think we are all in some ways lost in our ways. But the good shepherd is calling us. He's calling us again. Listen to his voice of letting us know deep down we need that we need that reminder again and again that. God really loves us. We hear that from Romans 5, that the love of God has been poured into our hearts because He has given us the Holy Spirit. And that is the one. That is why we want again to go through this love and spirit seminar, this spirit-filled love seminar, because the Holy Spirit has not finished with us, but the Good Shepherd is still leading us on a journey. So it is quite a little journey, isn't it, that we move this mass into a 6 p.m., right? That maybe, maybe the Good Shepherd has kind of whispered to us, let's move on, let's go into something, somewhere unknown. Hopefully it will be an exciting journey. Surely there always is uh, something new and unexpected and a surprise from the Good Shepherd who leads us to the eternal life.